Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. WQAD Podcast Network. Place your bets, ladies and gentlemen. Dazzo and the Degenerates. Place your bets. Your Quad Cities Sports Gambling Podcast. This week's best plays, last week's bad beats, and most importantly, a whole bunch of winners. All right, guys, we're going to start something completely new here on Dazzle and the Degenerates. No more six-pack plays because people like, I don't want to say myself because I haven't been doing great, but some people are doing better than other people, and it's bringing the whole group down. So I think we stay, you know, I think we give our four plays for everybody each week, and we keep track of how we do. Is everybody okay with that? That works for me. I think we do. Yeah, four four plays. Uh, start counting the records. We'll throw it on throw it on Twitter to see uh, what what everyone does, and then we can come back at the start of next week and uh, relive the damage. <laughs> the guy who's probably been doing the best out of the three of us is is Strooper. Okay, well that's what I was gonna say because it almost was like we hadn't talked about this, and now now you're saying like some are doing better than others, and I thought I was pretty good last week. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, and what well, what it is for me basically is I don't want to sound conceited, but it's my name on the podcast, and so when I'm not agreeing with some of the picks, then I'm the one who's getting the the, the backlash. So um, I thought it was an okay week last week. Um, obviously, we're gonna start with our kick in the nuts, and we're gonna go because we talked a lot last week about. Pete's early betting opportunity with the Iowa Hawkeyes, so we're just going to let Pete rant for a couple minutes here, Pete. This has pretty much become a weekly thing now since I've had it. I think the Bears the week before, then uh, going back-to-back on the Hawkeyes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we talked about this. I had Iowa minus 9.5. Great great play. The line comes out 17.5, and, and, of course, definitely should buy, buy it, hedge it, middle it, so buy both sides. Too stubborn to do that one, so... Uh, <laughs> Let me recap how that one went. Uh, in the words of my good friend, or not good friend, but the great announcer, Ken the Hawk Harrelson, uh, <laughs> sit back and strap it down. So the Hawkeyes get up, of course, three field goals, 42, 44 yards. They can't go anywhere. 9-0, Mich- or Penn St- or Purdue, whatever team they're playing. Purdue can't move the ball at all. Uh, get a late touchdown. So we're sitting not pretty in the, fir- or in the end of the first half. Iowa... Gets a touchdown. Eventually gets up 19 to seven in the fourth quarter. Then good old uh, Nate Stanley throws a three-yard rocket launcher off the back uh, <laughs> shoulder pad. Interception. Now we're at 19 uh, 13. So thinking Iowa can't score, I'm probably screwed. Kind of mentally prepared for the loss already. What happens? Onside kick with right around three minutes left. A dumb penalty pushes the Hawks to like the 35-ish somewhere in there. Back-to-back runs. Um, honestly, I was worried when the guy when he went in to score that touchdown. First thing I was like, "God damn it! There's way too much time left. I shouldn't be thinking that." But there's no way Purdue's bringing the ball down the field. So now we're looking good. We're up. Uh, we're up 26-13. Up 13. Got my nine and a half. They got to get a touchdown. Uh, they had three timeouts. Have to drive the field. Purdue wasn't moving the ball that much all day. They move it all the way down the field. We get to first that first and goal. They get down. Second and goal, I think the run went to the one-yard line. 
So now there's under a minute left. Next play, snap over the head. It takes the luckiest bounce right into the lap, turn around, throws it away. Now we were fourth and one. I don't know, 25, 30 seconds yeah, left. Yeah, not much. And they go play action. Look, Hawks would have stuffed the run probably two yards back, throw to the tight end for a touchdown. Just an absolute stomach punch, roller coaster of emotions from <laughs> up to down to up. And then just, and I, I honestly, I, don't, I watched maybe 10 minutes of the 2.30 games, then I just went out Saturday night. So I didn't see, I couldn't even watch football after watching I, I will say this, I was, I was at a memor- memorial or a funeral th- for the Iowa game, and I got on my text messages, and I could have swore Iowa was getting beat by 50 <laughs> because of how, how irate you were. And then I looked at my phone, I'm like, well, they're, they're, well, they're winning the game. They can't score. That offense is as bad as I've seen in a, in a Big Ten situation. Purdue couldn't stop it. They're giving up 30-some-odd points a game to pretty much everybody, and Iowa just can't move the ball. They cannot move the ball. Strooper, chime in here. Well, no, I was, I was just going to say, and, you know, to top it off, wasn't at the – I could be totally wrong, and I have lots of stuff going on this weekend too, but, but wasn't Illinois playing at the same time? Your team, Pete, and, and here you were watching this, and the way that you just told it, play for play for play, literally with the detail, I'm like, weren't you watching that game? Hold on. <laughs> I, I want to slow down because I just want to get, get on the record. I'll correct for Pete. Pete's an Illinois basketball fan. He yes. has he has no, which the majority of Illinois fans are like this. Um, he has no care about Illinois football. Yeah, I don't think. no sleep lost over any loss. I really could. Uh, I mean, their win was nice, but I, I am a definite bandwagon. If Illinois football does well, I'm uh, jumping on the bandwagon for that year. Then I'll be off the next. That's right. You you don't get too emotionally involved in, in Illinois football. Obviously. Yeah, I got I got I got to be tied to the Bears every Sunday, so I don't have I don't my heart doesn't have enough for two teams <laughs> in one weekend. Um, with that being said, we'll start this week. Uh, we did get a nice win last week with Iowa in our parlay. I'm trying to think who was with it. it was Iowa, Iowa State, and Penn State at night. Penn State made it interesting late, but they still covered that. So um, a nice play there to to pick up at least a, a good victory during the day on Saturday. Um, you know, Iowa plays Northwestern, and talk about offenses that, that don't go very far. Um, Northwestern, I think one victory in the year, they're really struggling. So we figured, you know, while we are struggling figuring out the Iowa Hawkeyes, there's no better person to bring into the mix than, than I, I think, like, are you the governor of Iowa? No. No? No. The one and only Tom Caker, publisher Hello? of the Hawkeye Report, co-host, my co-host in another in the other podcast that I do, uh, the Hawkeye Report podcast, and basically the guru of Iowa Hawkeyes. Um, sitting here listening to young Pete talk about the <laughs> Iowa Hawkeye game last night, make you smile a little bit, does make you make you feel bad for him. Uh, just don't if they've got a if they're given a ton of points, just don't even go near them. Yeah, they should have scored a couple of touchdowns early, and that would have just cruised it. Yep. You know, instead they settled for three field goals, and that was otherwise you're you're cruising to the window. Um, this week will be fascinating. Well, that's why we brought you in because, because we can figure them out. Well, here's Northwestern. I think there's what 130 Division One teams. Yep. Northwestern is 127 in offense. <laughs> wow. So that's kind of bad. Um, they've scored over 15 points once this year, and that was to UNLV. Um, Which is their win, right? Yeah, their win was 30-14 to 14 over UNLV. They scored 15 against Wisconsin, but it was kind of fluky. Um, otherwise, it's been 10-3, you know, just they're not good offensively. Um, 
and they've got a solid defense. Here's the other thing. Last two times that Iowa and Northwestern have played, two years ago in Evanston, 17-10, to 10, and that took overtime to get to that, and then last year was 14-10. So the the over the total is what thirty seven and a half. Yeah, it's down to thirty seven now. Um, that's probably going to keep coming. That's you know a wise man would probably <laughs> look at Northwestern getting double figures and jump on that, and um, and a wise man would probably say, look at that under. Yeah. What would you and you had the stat you were talking to me earlier. Today. The only way it gets the only way it gets over is if. There's like a couple pick sixes or, you know, kick return or punt return or, you know, something like that. That It, it would have to be fluky scores to get past 37. Stats-wise, just to frustrate Pete, who's the, who's the best quarterback in the Big Ten right now when it comes most, to passing yards? Most passing yards oh in the God. Big Ten is Nate Stanley with 253 <laughs> per game. <laughs> so that tells you a lot about how bad, <laughs> how bad the Big Ten quarterbacks are this year, too. Go ahead, Stu. I was going to say this earlier when, when you were talking about the worst offense or, or, or Northwestern being so far down on the list, and I wondered if you took out Iowa's initial garbage games that they played, where they actually would rate on that level because it's been bad. And, hey, one other thing, I want to know how many times Nate Stanley throws about a 900-mile-per-hour pass this week. I'm so tired <laughs> of seeing that. It makes me nuts. I will, because i got to relay this to Tom. He doesn't have it. It wasn't really a question. I, I have to relay <laughs> it to Tom because I don't have a, he doesn't have the headphones. But um, the thing about that is that the, I, he's wondering the amount of people. Oh, throwing took fastballs? The, yes, throwing <laughs> fastballs, the 900-mile-per-hour fastballs. Yeah, but here's the other thing for Iowa this week. Brandon Smith's out. He's caught, um, I was just writing it up today, too, like uh, I think. 15 passes for, or 16 passes for 237 yards in the last three weeks. Yeah, yeah, they don't throw that guy enough. That, and, they've been throwing and, him and he's like making and great he's, catches. He's out for a month. So yeah, he got hurt on the last last couple minutes, didn't yeah, he? When four he minutes down. left, he got he got hurt, um, knee injury. So uh, he's out. All, all right, you're on a degenerate podcast because the, we can break down the game all you want. We yeah. want to know your sharp plays. You're an expert. This is what you live and breathe. What should people do with the Iowa Hawkeyes this week? I would not the Iowa Hawkeyes, but with this game this week. I would look at the under first uh, a lot, and then if you if you want to take a side, I would um, take Northwestern. Yeah. Now, as I suggested to you earlier today, yeah. there's a seven point teaser lurking out there if you want. Well, what's fun? More, and what's I mean, seventeen is a ton. Yeah, like seventeen and a half is. A, I mean, is Iowa going to score? Seventeen. Well, here's the thing. That's the thing. They could Seven, shut them out. You go and seventeen and forty-four and a half on that over/under. That's the thing. That's, is I'm trying to points. figure out with one of my plays this week whether I'm doing dealing with the under or over/under. You, you can and do both. That thing you can up. tease both up seven yep. and and probably. I mean, you'll probably still be given back a little. I mean, yep. it'll still be minus something, but you know, throw throw the Illinois Purdue game in there. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> no, I mean that's well, there you go. You're there you go. Three teamer. I mean, you're getting probably. Plus one twenty. Before yep. we start rolling, before we start rolling through our games, um, uh, sports gambling in Iowa because you didn't do it offshore. No. Nope. How big of a degenerate have you become since you since? Not really. Stop it, Tom. Not really. Tom. I don't gamble every night. Tom. <laughs> I bet on some baseball. And I, some I played some NBA tonight. Oh boy, that, you're you're getting into the de- degenerate territory. Just for fun. I haven't <laughs> been able to bet. <laughs> that's 
what degenerates say. It's just for fun. No, I won't play every night. Would you say five out of seven nights a week? No. What about when college basketball starts? Uh, yes. Probably not. Liar. Because no. I am a, I'm no. every night minimum a couple games. Tom every and night. I have the privilege of working out together, and during college basketball season, he's every time he's like, "So what do you got tonight? Let me look at my phone," and he's just scrolling through. And when now you have the ability to do it, look I, at you. I still won't. Oh, stop it! It's okay. We're you're amongst degenerate I friends. I still won't. It's like a you stand up in the meeting and you say, no. "I'm Tom Kakert, and I have a pro- I have a I'll, gambling problem." I'll bet some Saturday. Um, I'll usually do like one of the weekday games. You know, get some action right. going or a little little fun belt going. Yeah. So, so far he's done some action <laughs> games. You know he's betting all weekend long. He's been dabbling in baseball. No, like he once loves, a week I do a baseball He's game. already done NBA season and it's, it's night two. I just wanted to do an NBA thing because I haven't done it. Did you see what Man, William, Hill had, had, William Hill had yesterday? I didn't see I it saw it at end. 4 o'clock, and I, cu- I couldn't get uh, a, anywhere. A great promotion they had was they had two NBA games last night. If you bet $50 on each game, they would credit your account for $50. Yep. I, mean, I was going to bet. My, I would have taken the points in both games. Yep. You would have got bad beated to death in the last one, or the first one I went to overtime. I wouldn't have done that. Finished yeah. eight, and then the Clippers I thought were a no-brainer. Yeah. The Kawhi, Leonard, like. Kawhi Leonard is the best player in uh, basketball. He is. Yeah. You're, I'm taking him over LeBron. For my team, any day of the week, right now. Yeah. So, all right, not Tom, historically, but right now. Tommy, thank you for for educating yes. us. At any point during this podcast, you want to come in and educate us on something you'd like and don't like, please feel free to grab that microphone. But I will um, do so, so w- with that being said, we've heard what Tom says. Pete, we'll start with you. Your thoughts on the Iowa and Northwestern game? Uh, there was a wise man last week that said, uh, "I refuse to bet on Iowa the rest of the year." That is <laughs> that is now my same opinion. I will not do it. I would only go against them. This game. I'm not putting any money on Northwestern. Just like Tom said, they can't score. 37 and a half feels like the right play here. You're talking Iowa's probably got to get to 28, and Northwestern, I mean, they'd have to get to obviously 10 doing the math there, but feels like a pretty uh, safe side if I was to play anything in this game. Probably probably what in Northwestern, 50 degrees and rainy type of weather, I'd assume, this weekend as well. So, um, yeah, Nate Stanley throwing a pick six or a fumble for a touchdown might scare you. Um, Stroop, uh, what, are, what do the numbers say? Break this down for us. Well, the numbers would say Northwestern because it checks a lot of boxes. Um, I am not going to play it either. I'm done playing Iowa. But you know what I will say to this, and Pete, and even because we've said that we're not going to play it, um, you know damn well that Iowa's probably going to win 40 to nothing, <laughs> so they'll just cover the, the over. And and because they're due to do something like this, and Northwestern's just not that good. But of course, I'm with Kaker when he says the right play is Northwestern and the under, or just tease it that way, um, uh, or you could tease Iowa, I guess, on the other side of it. But, but I just I, I I can't bet them anymore. It's frustrating. And then I'll, I'll throw one more thing. And I know we're not on NFL yet, but I was talking to a guy I work with this week, and I was like, I said, are, are you a Bears fan? He goes, No, I'm not really an NFL fan. And I said, Well, why don't you try to live through Iowa on Saturday and then live it all over again on Sunday? That's how bad my weekends are becoming. All right. So well, let me hop in for a second. First off, please don't compare the Iowa Hawkeyes to the 
goddamn Chicago Bears. Nate Stanley's a better quarterback now than Mitch will ever be, oh so boy. that's silly to do. But um, we'll talk Bears here in a little bit. Um, yeah, the, the right play, I was, and you'll see in my plays coming up in a little bit, this will be worked in in one way or another. Tom's got me leaning now more towards dealing with that over-under and taking the under and teasing that up than it does anything else. But I'll be a teaser coming up in, in my four-pack of plays that'll um, kind of address the Iowa Hawkeyes. But, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't want to bet against them being a fan, so I'll probably deal with that over-under and go from there. Um, other games that we'll get to this week, we'll start with stay in the Big Ten, Wisconsin at Ohio State. It's a night game. It's, it's on ABC, right? Day game, is it day, Oh, is it a yeah. day game? Um, 14 is the line right now. Wisconsin coming off. I mean, I think you get kicked out of the Big Ten if you lose to Illinois. Um, they lose that weird, crazy game. They were, they were, they were 31 and a half point favorites yeah, going into that game. One of the biggest spreads to ever lose. I mean, just absolutely crazy. So you have the bounce back factor there, but Ohio State is really, really good. Um, two touchdown home favorite. Pete, start with you. Uh, I'll have Ohio State in a money line parlay. I'm not going to do anything there with the points. One thing I will say, we were talking about it just a little bit ago. Uh, look ahead line right now for Iowa at Wisconsin in two weeks is Wisconsin minus seven which almost feels too good to be true at this point. What I think is I would imagine Iowa's going to probably win this week. Wisconsin's going to lose this week. So that line may get down to that 6.5 range, which will be a, a definite look-ahead play. Stroop, what do you think? Uh, you know, I'll take the points here. Uh, Wisconsin coming off of that, that loss, they have to be thinking that this has got to be a rebound game, so they're going to be super focused. Um, 70% of the tickets are on Ohio State. Um, I'm actually showing Dazzo on mine uh, 14 and a half, and I really like that number. Um, I would say that just based on, uh, you know, I don't think I, I don't think that's a big spread for that game. So I, I don't know. I guess I, I would lean toward Wisconsin. I'm not going to play it big, but that, that may be one of my plays. Um, what would you guys think the line would be? And Tom, you can even listen to this. What do you think the line would be? Um, if Wisconsin did what they were supposed to do last week and beat, beat Illinois by two touchdowns, three touchdowns. The Ohio State line? Ohio State, Wisconsin. Probably about 10. That's, I was going to say like 10 and Nine, a half. 10. 10, 10 it's, and a half. it's an overreaction from what happened last week. and why, I, mean, I guess you can't overreact. I still would, have, I still would be bet Ohio State. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't, I mean. That's I'd probably what, actually play the number if it was 10. That's <laughs> why the line is where it's at. Um, Pete nailed it for me. Um, I'm not going to deal. You when you lose to Illinois, I'm not. I'm not going to. You got to give me a lot more points than 14 to to say that team's going to then turn around and go to Columbus and beat the Buckeyes or even stay into striking distance. Money line parlay is kind of where that's at. If that line's at 14 and a half right now, the tease is interesting, getting it down a seven point tease to seven. But if it's at 14 and a half and you get it to seven and a half, I still, I don't, I don't, I don't want to mess with that. So. Um, we'll see here in a little bit what I end up doing, but um, I'll put Ohio State into something. They're winning this football game um, simply because of the fact that Wisconsin lost to Illinois, which in my opinion gets you kicked out of football. You guys want a fun one? Ohio State's at Rutgers in, in, on November 16th. Oh, boy. Let's go. Uh, that I saw a look-ahead line for it. Ooh, I'm or somebody speculating on the line. at Rutgers? At Rutgers. No, I'm going to say matters. 40, 46 and a half. I had 45. 50. Wow. Oh my. I was thinking 49 and a half is like you don't see lines over like that. over under uh, of uh, 53 and a half. No kidding. <laughs> That's what, you you bet that, you bet that b- way before you do any of anything How else. About that. Yeah. If that happens. I mean, unbelievable. 
Yeah, no, that's 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 absolutely nuts. Um, let's look, and, and we'll stay in the Big Ten real quick. I know it's on our list of games, but we will talk about the Illini because now they go on the road to Purdue. The line was eight yesterday. It's now up to nine and a half, and I think it's going to continue to go up. I'm not that. Illinois had the ball in the red zone zero times. They had the ball for 19 minutes. They had no business winning that game. It took two stupid turnovers late, in which they shouldn't even have been in it at that point, for Wisconsin to lose that football game. They did, and it's a great win for Illinois, and they've been celebrating it all week. And, and after three and a half years, Lovey's got a halfway decent win, or a good win, great win. It's a fantastic win. But that's not a good football team. Nothing changed in a week to make me think that's a good football team. Purdue is getting better. They're not the same Purdue we thought because of the youth of their, their quarterback and their running and their wide receivers, but their wide receiver, David Bell, is fantastic. Their quarterback is not nearly as bad as you thought he was. Um, that's a better program. That's a better team. There's more talent on that team. Um, I like Purdue in this game. I don't think I'll lay the nine and a half by any stretch, but they'll get in one of my money line parlays as well. I don't know if you guys have anything to say about them. Uh, nothing much well, I, in that I, game. Go ahead, Stroop. I was just going to say, you know, we, we just talked about the line in the uh, Ohio State-Wisconsin game. It's exactly the opposite in this game. Purdue is probably, if Illinois doesn't win that game, it's, it's a 14-point spread. Now it's a 10. Um, but let's not play bad football teams, so I'm not going to bet it. What, but but that's, the Purdue is probably a good bet. And actually, Illinois just played their Super Bowl, so they probably barely show up. Yeah, there's no – I mean, there, I think it's a huge letdown. I think Purdue's ready to break through and get another victory. Like you said, if this was last week at this time, I think it would be a ten, uh, it'd be a, like a fourteen point line at this point. So it could be momentum though for Illinois. I I would Purdue shouldn't be ten point favorites against anybody but Rutgers. I, I would yeah. never play them anyways of that much. See, I don't. I think Rutgers and Illinois are still a different level down than Purdue, and even maybe Northwestern. You could probably throw them into that mix as well. Better than worse than. But any, Purdue, anything but, over a touchdown there. But I'm, again, it goes against the that. whole uh, the whole. Not betting on bad football teams, which I may end up doing because of the sickness that is gambling. Um, let's talk about Auburn and LSU. That's a night game, Pete. That's so a two thirty CBS game, game right? Um, LSU, a big favorite in this one, a double digit favorite, ten and a half, I believe, or is it eleven? Uh, it's open to eleven. Eleven, ten and a half, and wherever you get it. Um, well, we'll start with Pete. What do you think? Uh, this one again. I'm not going to lay that many points, even though I. Could see LSU beating them by more than two touchdowns. Uh, they'll definitely be a money line parlay team for me here shortly. Yeah, Stroop, what do you got? I'm going to do the same thing there. Um, I'm sure we'll get to it, but I'm looking at a couple of these ten point favorites and saying, you know, I think LSU easily wins that football game. Of course, uh, we throw in our boy Brock Purdy. If we just bet on him all year long, we'd be pretty, we'd be doing really well. Um, so I'll probably add those guys in too. Uh, Tommy, jump in on this. What do you think of LSU and Auburn? I like LSU. Just, I, I Would you lay the points? Yeah, I think Tiger Stadium, Bo Nix, a, a freshman quarterback, yep. can can get exposed a little bit there. So I won't I won't delay the inevitable. That's exactly my thought process. I would even if I had to, I'd take LSU and lay the points. I'm not going to need to because I think we all the one week, the first week, we all can go do our own things. I think we all kind of have the same money line parlay in mind, but uh, or similar one. But this is going to jump into a an Ohio State money line parlay with a few other teams, including. 
um, Stroop's boy probably as well. I'll end up tossing him in with as well. So um, with that being said, before we get to Notre Dame and Michigan, let's talk about Iowa State. It's a, it's, it's a team we've bet a lot on this year. They've been very good to us so far this year. I think we've won the last three weeks with Iowa State it's involved October. in some <laughs> way. Um, that line, Oklahoma State, is a 10.5-point line. Um, the game is at Ames, Jack Trice Stadium. Um, they're playing great football. Um, I'll start it off by just saying I don't know if I'm going to lay the points. I'm not going to lay the points, but I don't think Oklahoma State goes into town and, and knocks off Iowa State the way they're playing right now, and, and I'll toss Iowa State in with the kind of keep things rolling with the, I think, the last three weeks. At some point, we've talked about Iowa State winning. They, they, they covered the three at home against, um, I can't remember who it was, TCU. TCU. They ro- yeah, rolled down. And, and then we had them in at uh, West, in blew out West, West Virginia. Virginia the second half we told them to do the same thing last Texas week on the Tech. road. So um, I'm going to stick with the Cyclones, Pete. Yeah, they'll, they'll be my third team. Uh, you look at Iowa State. I mean, they had that tough beat to Iowa. They also had a tough beat to Baylor. Or else right now they could, they could be looking undefeated. Um, one of the hotter teams, I'd, I'd say, uh, pretty undervalued, I think, within Vegas. But... Oklahoma State's that Jekyll and Hyde team. You don't know what you're going to get out of them. They will look good one week and then get roasted the next week. Before Stroop gushes about his man crush, Tommy, do you want to chime in, chime in at all? I, I take Iowa State. Yep. Uh, I, it's, they're just playing really good football right now. Um, and it's just, you know, they're, they're scoring a lot of points. I think they're going to score over 40 points this weekend. Yeah. All right, Stroop, give us your, uh, your weekly you know, I love Brock Purdy thing. Well, the one thing I'll say about that conference, I kind of hate the conference just because of what happens. And in, in one of you mentioned it just a minute ago. Uh, Oklahoma State's a Jekyll and Hyde team. And so uh, what I will tell you guys that is super weird about this game is that 75% of the betting public, or the tickets, sorry, um, which is mainly the public at this point, I, I would say, is on Oklahoma State. And that's super weird because of the momentum, like we just said, that Iowa State has, which I, I do think that Iowa State is a play. Um, I think we throw them into a money line parlay. Why, why mess with 10.5 points? But I think Iowa State, you could play the 10.5. What I fear is that Jekyll and Hyde team, this and, and the, the whole conference stinks of those backdoor covers where Iowa State's up 17 and all of a sudden Oklahoma State can score really quickly. They go down the field in the last two and a half minutes and, and you get a kick in the nuts. So that's what I would say about that game. I say we stick with Brock and just the money line and we'll be good. Yeah, and I think you just mentioned this, Troop. It's kind of like a Texas-Oklahoma thing where in this conference so often than not a team can, can kind of be in control and then have those backdoor covers. So that's why we don't mess with the points. Um, this last game... It's a night game. It's uh, the TV, the big TV game that you're going to want to watch. It's Notre Dame at Michigan. And, guys, I'm going to be flat-out honest with you. The, the, the line seems weird to me. Everything seems fishy. I don't understand it. And so I'm going to listen to you guys and try to figure out what my degenerate ass is going to do on Saturday night because I don't know right now. So, Pete, it's a, it's a one-point Michigan line, I think, right now? I think I just saw it at Notre Dame now. Are they giving one? This line's jumped all over the place. It opened That's up. That's correct. It opened up two and a half Michigan. I saw it even. Uh, the look ahead was, was four. four. Yeah, it was look four. Ahead was four. Drop down. So obviously Notre Dame money coming in. My gut was Notre Dame, no doubt about it. I think Michigan's just not that good. This, I don't. This think. line is a trap. I would. It stinks. Yeah. It just it screams at you to take Notre Dame, but 
you feel like Michigan's probably that just means Michigan's going to win somehow. Yeah, I, I agree. But Harbaugh's with record against ranked teams, I think he's, what is he one in nine against ranked teams? Yep. Well, let's let's let his dog number br- br- is bad. Let's bring Stroop into this because I want to know what your your box is saying. It's terrible that I even care about what your stupid box is saying at this point. <laughs> I don't mean it in a negative way, but like when you first started this box thing, I was like, this isn't going to last. And now, like, I, I'm interested because I think right off the bat, it sounds like I mean, right away they're a home dog, I guess. Right now, um, what do you got with this game? Oh, you're you're exactly okay. So I have the game as about a pick um, according to my power rankings. Okay. My thing is, is that this whole, it, it looks like such a trap. I mean, it, it, it has to be. Michigan probably wins this game, but there's no way that I can bet on that football team. Notre Dame, you have to, if you're going to take anybody in this game, you have to take Notre Dame. Now, check this out. 84% of the tickets are on Notre Dame, which that's not surprising. However, 91% of the cash right now, and it's early money, but... Pete has established that the early money is probably sharp money is actually on Notre Dame. I just don't know what to think unless maybe there's no sharp money coming in on this game because they're as worried as we are. I, I can't figure it out. Yeah, this one's going to be tough to play. It's to me, it's it's Notre Dame or or pass. But uh, you're going to be. I think it's going to be one of the more public bets of the whole weekend. Yeah, and one of those things where if you just, I mean, be disciplined if you don't like something one way or another, unless you're just going to put something small on it because you've had a good day already, which is always a nice thing to have, then then maybe go ahead with that. But yeah, just it's a it's a it's a tough line all the way around um, when it comes to those kind of things. So, well, boys, um, let's get to our college. Now, now I'm saying four picks total from the week. It doesn't have to be four and four. That's way too many picks. Let's jump to the NFL first, and we'll come back and do it. Yep, I think that, that works. That works, and we'll open up the uh, four. The now we lost a, 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 a podcast pick last week with the Lions, and I'll, I'll I'll own that one. And if you would have told me that they would have scored. 30, 31 points or whatever it was, I would have felt really good about the Lions winning that football game. Um, the Lions' defense was a no-show, and the twin or the Twins, geez, the Vikings uh, looked really good and got the job done. So lost that one this week, um, and then I had to watch what was after that game, which I'm still trying to figure out what it is. I want to do a quick victory lap because I've been calling Mitch Trubisky bad from day one, and I believe that I'm correct, and um, that was just... It was thirty-six to ten at one point. It sure and was, the, and the the ten was simply because it was a kick return for a touchdown. So I'm not piling on on Bears fans because the Lions lost as well. But what do you think of the Bears right now? They got a home game, a winnable home game you know, on the road. At home, they're at, at home, home against, against the, the Chargers, Char- which really doesn't mean anything because four and a half point. You could go out to to LA right now, and the Bears would probably be more of a home dog, a home. And almost like it's one of those things at home right now that the fans are so cranky that if things don't go well, it could almost be not a net, not a disadvantage. But anyways, what do you guys think of the Bears? I'm not betting them uh, on them ever again. But so I think with the rest of Chicago, everyone's pretty much all the way down on Mitch. Um, I think they just got to ride this. 10 games out, you, there's no reason to even play Chase Daniel because I think uh, the results are going to be similar. I think they got to look at, I've said this from two years ago, you got to look at drafting a quarterback with one of your second-round picks this next year. Uh, I don't know what else they can do. I mean, at this point, there's no... Do they not have a first? Uh, Oakland. Oh, it went to Oakland. It'll, it it'll, Oakland. They'll gotcha. exchange for, you know, they'll exchange draft picks. We get their second, they okay. get our first. Gotcha. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, what else do you do? You could play, I mean, we play the name game back and forth. Who would you rather have over Mitch, you know, certain guys? The thing with Mitch, the, it was, is he going to be 
Alex Smith or is he going to be Jake Locker? And I think uh, the 99 to 1 right now is that he's Jake Locker and not Alex Smith. Dude, somebody brought up Blake Bortles right now. Yeah, I don't. Is I, he kind of like Blake that. Bortles, where he's like everyone's? He's the high pick, so you got to give him. You're you're not done with him next year. I, I hate to say it. He's there next year. Yep. He's in some type of competition. You can get a a, a rookie court. You have to draft a quarterback next year do, at some do, point. Do but you want a thought? That's why we is, brought you in. Is is maybe Matt Nagy just not a good coach? Guess and developer of quarterbacks. I but, said the same thing. I sent to you guys. I'm in another text string. Sent the same thing. I I think Matt Nagy's going to start to get exposed a little bit here. I, you don't want to say that after you win. You know, I had the great season last year, coach of the year. I mean, they're 3-3. Three and three. It's not like they're 1-5. and five. But there's – you draft David Montgomery, and he doesn't get – he doesn't see the field. He doesn't get the ball. Here, here, here's the thing. It just um, – you know, but the other thing with the Bears is if you just had competent quarterback play, if you had Teddy Two Gloves, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, who's a competent quarterback with that defense – they would probably here's, here's win the, the division. He'd be the, the New Orleans Saints right now, not losing. Here's the question with that, though. If you put him, Teddy, on the Bears, I still don't know if there's the same results because of the, the pieces that he has around there him with the Saints. There is more pieces, but they, and all but they didn't have Kamara well, last but weekend. I get it, but not even that. The, the offense, I saw something fantastic on Twitter where there was a run play earlier in the game, and they brought a guy in motion simply to be fancy. And the guy who was following him in motion, I mean, Sean Payton's a good coach. Ended up making the play. Yeah, that's what I mean. Right. I mean, Sean Payton's a great coach. Absolutely, absolutely. And and yeah, I get that. I just don't want. Gosh, it was it was it was it was a month and a half ago where people were, Matt Nagy's the best thing in the world. No, things are. I mean, go, it was. Things are going to He was the NFL coach of the year last year. If they come out the season and win six or seven games. Oh, things are going to get tight. I mean, he's not going to get next fired year, next year, right? But, but if they win another, you know, they go they, another six or go, seven. It's going to be go trouble. Seven and nine and six and ten, he's done. That's just the way the NFL is. Yeah. I mean, coaches get fired after one year, more or less. That. So, all right, let's bring Strooper in because I know it was a. You called for every quarter. You want him to sign Colin Kaepernick, according to my text messages. <laughs> uh, I, I just signed somebody. I mean, they're not going to. And you know what? Actually, the most disgusting thing that that you said that could be true is that we might be stuck with this guy next year. And I'm not talking about Nagy. I'm talking about um, I'm talking about Mitch. It's not. It's not. So might they, be true. It's they're, they're true. going to. Yeah, it's just a matter of yeah. They're the not going to cut not. him or get rid of him. It's, well, it's, I'm just saying, are they going to make a trade and get somebody? I, I, I don't. I, I can't even. I can't even talk about him because there's too many emotions involved here. <laughs> it just makes me sick to my stomach to think. And then I know that the defense hasn't looked great, but the one thing you have to remember is when you spend 90 percent of the game out there on the field, they get wore down. So I, I just. I can't. It, nothing is working in that right now. So I don't. I don't even know how to handicap the game. Okay. Well, we're going to handicap it, and we're going to handicap it in just a second, but. I will say a couple things. Um, the, uh, Hakeem Nicks losing him. Huge loss, it, it's yeah. Just an, it, loss. But that's... The teams and, are and, running on him And now. the Bears were very lucky last year not to have a lot of injuries on the defensive side of the football. And that mm-hmm. doesn't usually happen back-to-back years. It's just the NFL and how it is. It stinks because that just kills them in the run game. The last two weeks, people have run the football against the yeah. Bears. He might be a bigger loss than Mac for... Like, if you're going to lose a guy for eight weeks, yeah. I would have said no, but... I mean, I that's a mo- they're getting both, ran on they're hardcore right now. equally as disastrous. I mean, I think yeah. the Khalil Mack injury would be like, oh, my gosh, just, and people would expect it. People, I think, saw him go down, and, and fans that don't really get it thought, well, it's, it's, everything's still going to be okay. And, and those backups that go in and play well and they're, part, they're, they're rotational players, 
when you have to play the entire game and have to play the bigger majority amount of snaps, they get tired late. They get they get worn down, and that's just what happened. I mean, the throughout the game, the Saints ran the ball more and more on those guys. I, I just I, I love after the year and a half or two years of listening to to the Mitch stuff. I just this this is the most this is just it's like a Super Bowl for me. But go ahead, I'm sorry. Who's Who's in last place in the North? I can't remember. The, the Lions are. Okay. That's yeah, some I team from Detroit. Give, 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 give it a little, give it, give it a little bit. I, the thing is, uh, I just wondered. Strooper and I were texting, and, and he was talking about the Lions' schedule being harder, and I said, no, it's tougher. And I'm like, and he's like, well, they still got the Bears twice. I now look at the Bears' games as two victories in my mind. We'll see what ends up happening, though. Could be a um, stretch. Let's, let's, um, let's uh, handicap this game if you have to. I'm not, I mean, I have, I have an opinion on it. I don't, I don't want to have this opinion, but I <laughs> I am going to bet the Bears. It's a matter of... Are you going to bet them? I'm going to bet the Bears oh, this week. Insane. The reason is, I don't think the Chargers are that good. They're not. This, I, think, I mean, everyone's writing the Bears. I don't think the Bears are making the playoffs. I think that's pretty uh, easy statement to make after six games. Do I think they're going to lose to the Chargers at home and basically set the city of Chicago radio on fire? I don't think that's going to happen. The NFL is that, that league where a team looks so dreadful one week. The next week they come out and win by two touchdowns. Charger, the Chargers' offensive line is terrible. It's beaten up. They don't. They're starting like three backups. So I'm going to wait on this game. This one's opened up at six. It's down to four in a lot of places now. I think there's going to be. I think it, you're going to see three and a half at some point. The the nation's down on Mitch. They're down on the Bears. And this is this is the ultimate. When we say spot play, this scream spot play. If they lose, if they lose, if they lose it's going to be an absolute blow-up. If they lose this game, you're not going to bet on the Bears for the rest of the year, correct? Oh, it doesn't matter if they win or lose this game. <laughs> they become a bet-against team very very soon after this week. Strooper, talk him out of it or figure already it out. What, what are you doing? Are already a bet-against team. If you're going to take somebody, take the Chargers because your your percentages of winning or and getting points from the Bears, um, it, it's your, your win percentage will be so high because even if the Bears win, It'll probably be a field goal at the end with a one-point victory. So that's what I would say. I will say this, and, and the, the one biggest mis- misconception about the NFL right now is that if you are the home team, you're going to win. Last week, at one point, I texted Stroop, eight, and f- the, the, the road teams were eight and four. And then at night, so the Cowboys won, so it beat eight to five, and then the, uh, the Patriots won on the road. Nine road teams won last week out of the 14 games. I mean, the, the, I think the biggest misconception in the NFL and, and gambling is that the home team and the home field is such a huge advantage. It's not that anymore. I'm not touching this game at all. It's just not at all. If you had told me th- three weeks ago that you could bet that the Bears aren't going to start at home one and three and that they're going to have to just beat the Chargers by, I mean, even if you throw them in a money line with like the Rams or someone like that, or even lay the four, I'm doing that all day long. Aren't, so. aren't, aren't there like three D-bags out in L.A. doing the same podcast going, yeah, I mean, what? they're not that bad. I mean, the Chargers were a Super Bowl pick for some people at the beginning of the year. They're not going to lose to the Bears. Did you see how bad they were? Like, we're not as bad. We've given games away week in and yeah, week out. Wait, wait, wait. Wait. I, there's there's not three. There, there has to be two because I said take the charge. <laughs> I just no, no, yeah, no, no. I, I get you, but like, I just, I just, this whole thing. I mean, I think they're, they're very similar teams. Both teams came in with high expectations. Both teams are, are on the brink of losing their season, and I think there's still fans on both sides that are like, wait a minute, they can't be as bad as they are. Both sides. 
Um, I it's just you're, you're betting it, to bet this game. You would have to be betting on one of these two teams that have frustrated everybody all season long, and you can't figure out. So I'm staying away. Tommy, here's here's your teaser. <laughs> tease tease the Chargers up seven to okay. eleven. Eleven. Lions are minus seven. Just to get them to win. Yeah, they're going to be in a money line parlay for me. Yeah. Jacksonville six point favorite. Tease them against the Jets. And uh, Indianapolis minus six against Denver. That's all that yeah, is. That, that, Why yeah, is that, that line it scares the hell out of me? That is that. I saw, I saw a five in, and a half earlier today. The other one, uh, the yes. other NFL game I like, Carolina plus five and a half. And Joe Flacco looked dreadful on yeah. national TV. Uh, yeah, I was like, Why is, is that, that game only six? And just all right, get all over that. And oh. maybe Houston, if you want to throw them in too. All right. Well, Tom just did the podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, Any other thoughts on? Uh, I, I'm probably not betting this, but it's the Sunday night game of Green Bay, Kansas City. Now Green Bay yeah, I, giving four. That was. I, I actually I thought that was a perfect segue because we started talking about the the visiting team and home team. It's not really mattering right now, or at least this year. Um, and and so why not look at the Packers? And I, you guys can argue with me. The Packers are not a bad football team. In fact, they're really good. And Kansas City, this is kind of a, I don't know if you call it an overreaction or what, where the line is only at minus four for Green Bay. I mean, without Mahomes, I, I, I just, I know that they, they blew it up without him last, you know, against Denver. But don't forget, Denver sucks. So, so if you start looking at this, how can you not take Green Bay? Lay the points. Um, I mean, I have them in the tees with, with Detroit, but but you could take the point, or sorry, lay the points. Here's two things. First off, I want to make sure we point out the fact that if you listened to the podcast last week, you probably had money on Kansas City last Thursday, and you were very happy with us. We didn't like put them out as a play, but everybody kind of talked about how they would get the job done and win that. So um, the other thing with that is I can't, I can't say the Packers are a good team because I'm still pissed. I'm so mad about a Monday night uh, a week and a half ago. So um, else that was about the yeah, that was about the worst game they played, wasn't it? I mean, it, they they lost one, but but they like, lost, seriously, that was bad. They lost to the Eagles, and it wasn't very good. Um, they didn't look great against the Bears. I mean, they didn't. Their offense is getting better. No, I agree. Am I the only that person? Am I the only person who doesn't? I'm not sold that Pat Mahomes isn't playing this week. I know it sounds crazy, but he was at practice throwing today. Am I the only person that on, on Sunday Night Football? Well, they had to br- bring his leg or his knee I back totally in. I get don't it. think that's happening. He's the most they valuable asset in the NFL. He is not playing. I, I'm just, I, I'm not buying it. Wait, just, uh, Come Friday, then I'll understand, but it's Wednesday. Give me a few more days. You watch him all of a sudden playing, practicing more on Thursday and playing more on Friday. Are you sold that Pat Mahomes isn't playing, Strooper? Say again. Are you sold that Patrick Mahomes is not playing on Sunday night? Because I have a, I, I'm not 100% sure that he's not going to play. Are, are you being serious? I mean, I guess I, I, I haven't seen where he oh, did he, he was at practice throwing today. Just all I'm saying okay. is, all I'm saying is wait Thursday, wait Friday. I'm sure he'll be ruled out on Friday and I'll be an idiot. I'm not saying he's going to, but for some reason I have this weird, I don't think he's going to be three weeks. I think he's going to be two. So we'll see. I wish that's the thing that stinks if you're a Bears or a Lions fan is that this guy gets hurt right before he's playing the Packers and the Vikings. Yep, they got it all planned I mean, out it's there. Just been a, it's been a good thing for them. All right, elsewhere in the NFL, we'll talk about a few games. Um, the Lions have lost three straight. I'm still on the side of the fact that they're they're a, they're they're not a bad football team. They're average or a little above average, but they're not a bad football team. They're at home. They're not losing four straight. The Giants didn't look good at all last week. Um, 
I like the Lions in that game. It's a six-and-a-half-point spread. I won't lay it and have a win by a touchdown in the NFL. It's hard, but they'll be in one of my money line parlays as well. Yeah, I don't really have much more. I have, uh, I'm going to save my big NFL play for our, our four. Okay. Uh, Stroop, what do you like in the NFL right now? And then we'll go through our four. I, I really, I'm so scared of the NFL right now, <laughs> and, and I don't know why. Um, because we can't win. The reason why you're scared is because we can't win in the NFL a lot. Yeah, I, I can't figure it out. And maybe it's that whole, uh, you know, my philosophy in college has worked a lot where we have home dogs, and it just hasn't been paying off. So I, I have the Packers Lions teaser. Um, that, that's all I really wanted to play in the NFL. All right, well, let's go through our four-pack of plays, and we can talk about them. We'll put them all on Twitter so you guys can see them because I'm going to kind of muddle through mine. I wish I had a pe- I have a bunch of pens and no paper. So, um, But let's go with your four-pack of plays, and we'll start with uh, the, um, the, the Pete. Let's hear him. All right, so it's going to be pretty similar to what we talked about. My one for college here is uh, Ohio State money line parlay with Oklahoma, with Iowa State, and with LSU, uh, minus 109 right now. So that is my uh, number one play for college football. Uh, Second one is going to be a little weird. It's going to be the one where you're going to be watching your phone because this game will not be on a TV. Uh, I'm going to take Georgia State. I took them again. (laughs) I took them last week. I'm going to take Georgia State minus one at home against Troy. Georgia State's won three in a row, just took down Army. Um, third one is going to be, I'm, I didn't want to do this because it's such a public play and it's so obvious, but I've kind of been riding with them all year long, is I'm going to take Texas minus the one against TCU. Uh, I think TCU is just not that good in Texas. Texas struggled bad against Kansas last week, but I'm going to still roll with Texas. All right, there's Pete. Uh, my, fourth, oh, my, bad. my fourth one, Stroop, you're going to like this one. You ready for it? Nope. So Cincinnati Bengals versus the Rams in London. Ugh. So we kind of had our, uh, our London experience uh, talk with the Bears, and then uh, we didn't do it on the podcast, but we kind of had a theory after, after the Bears' sluggish start. Here's the deal. The Rams just played at Atlanta. Instead of flying back to Los Angeles, they stayed in Georgia. To avoid uh, the the difference in time zones, they practiced at Georgia State or uh, Georgia Tech for a couple days. Flew out to London already. The cheap ass Bengals haven't left yet. They're not leaving until tomorrow, so they probably won't get there till Friday. So this will be probably my biggest play of the weekend, actually. Rams first half minus seven. I love that play. Absolutely love that play. Stroop, give us your four. And if you think I didn't research that on Sunday, trying to look, trying to Google when these teams are leaving, that probably took me about 20 minutes I to find out. I absolutely love that play. Stroop, what do you got? You capped it from me, too. You didn't tell me. Yep. We won, by the way, we won big on Carolina first half because they did the same thing. And if we remember the Bears, how sluggish they came out, and you already, you already kind of mentioned that. That is a wonderful play. I think it was you your know, theory if to I have t- any money left from Saturday, I'm going to put a lot of money on that. Was, play. Hey, Stroop, right, so, Stroop, um, Stroop, before you I go, actually, Stroop. This will be kind of fun because I have a play for tomorrow night uh, in college football. Um, it, it's actually a big play. I have Houston plus 11. Uh, again, checks all three of the boxes, 68% of the tickets on SMU. Um, they're SMU's favored by 11 points, Houston being the dog at home. Um, Colorado on Friday. So you guys, if you're bored, you'll have a game to plan on uh, Friday. Um, 
USC comes to town, and uh, it's a 13.5-point line. Again, checking all the boxes, 80% of the tickets on USC. I love that. Uh, so with a double-digit dog two nights in a row, um, gosh, and, and obviously you buy the hook, uh, you don't make it a 13.5-point, or you buy the, the half-point and you make it 14. Um, those are two. You know, we didn't talk about this game um, I actually do have uh, the Michigan State with the with the uh, with the home field advantage. Um, I have Michigan State, Penn State uh, as uh, Penn State being an, uh, a favorite by just one point in my power rankings. So I'm going to say Michigan State plus seven um, at home. Sorry, they are six and a half, but you'll buy the hook there. And then the final play was the Packers Lions teaser. Uh, which we talked about, but uh, man, I, I, it almost scares me that all three of us have agreed on that that London play, and maybe you should, maybe you should take it big, or maybe you should shy away because we haven't been good together. <laughs> um, all right, well, my four that I'm going to get to, I'll start in college. Um, I got Ohio State, LSU, Iowa State, and I won't copy Pete with Oklahoma, so I will update on Twitter, find another, pick a home favor that's even a. A 20-point favorite and toss them in there just to get to where you need to be. I think Oklahoma's, what, 24? Yeah. So find another one. I'm looking through it and doing it, and I'm not, I'm not seeing it. So um, I'll put it on uh, a little bit clearer on, on Twitter. But um, my other college play is I'm going to do a teaser, and I'm going to tease Purdue as fast as I can down to minus two right now. I don't want it to get up to three or more. I want to keep it at two, two and a half I'm okay with. And then I'm going to tease up the Iowa and the Northwestern over-under, and I'm going to take the under. So it is Purdue basically minus two, and the under for the Iowa and the Northwestern game. Tease them up so you get to almost 44 and a half probably right now, or 44. Um, if they score that many points, I'll be shocked. So um, those are my two college plays. My NFL plays, a little similar to Pete or to, to Adam, I like the, the Lions to win at home. I hate betting on my team, but I'll be doing it this week. I'll have them in a the money line parlay. I'll have Jacksonville in the money line parlay as well. And I don't, this game scares me because it doesn't make any sense, but the Colts are a good football team. The, the Broncos are crap. I would almost lay the six. It's a sneaky line. I don't I'm I don't trying get to it. figure yeah. it out. That's the only reason why I'm worried about it. That's the only reason I'm not just laying the six and doing it. I'm just going to put them in a parlay because the Colts should take care of business at home and win that football game. If the Colts can go to Kansas City and beat the Chiefs, why in the world is it a six-point line against the Denver flipping Broncos? Yeah, I don't get it. Makes no sense. I'll check an injury report. Maybe there's something crazy that I don't know about, but that's the game I like. And then Tom kind of alluded to it, and I'm not copying off him because this is something I like. I'm not sold on the San Francisco 49ers yet. I haven't been all season. I don't understand. I mean, I get they, they beat the Rams. A lot of teams have beaten the Rams. Other than that, you start looking at the worst teams in the NFL and start naming them off, and they've all lost to the, 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 the Niners. The Niners simply every week play a bad football team. So I'm going to continue to try to figure out the first time they lose a football game because they seem do. And so I will take – it's up to six right now. So I will take Carolina and the six points. I wish it wasn't on the road. I wish it was at home, but that's a lot of points for me. I'll take Carolina and the six points and hopefully get a victory on that one as well. We'll put all of those on our Twitter. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at QC Sports Bet. 
Um, the beauty part about this is this podcast is going to explode because Tom Cakert's going to be retweeting it and talking about it as well. I retweet it. I know you do, time. but you gotta, you're got you going to talk about how great a time it was <laughs> and, and how great a listen it is and all that good stuff. I'll, keep, I'll, I'll tweet it towards that guy that Tom, always tracks your bet. Tom loves, everybody loves Tom. He's got like 30 million followers on yeah, Twitter. Whatever. Tom just made all you guys a lot of money if you just take everything that he said, go back, listen to the podcast like four different times and write them yeah. all down. Yeah, we should track to see what Tom said throughout and then... <laughs> <laughs> and see how he ends up doing. So um, that's all I got for this week, guys. Um, keep listening. Make sure you subscribe. It's the easiest way to follow us and to make sure you give us feedback. Hopefully the feedback isn't you guys suck. Start winning some games. I have a feeling it's going to be a much better week this week. The scary part is that we, as we all go our separate ways, we all have very similar bets, which is I will be betting the London thing. I think the London thing is fantastic. Yeah, and, and, and on that one, Stroop, Stroop last time where I was trying to get to him was uh, we did this and we took – we took Carolina because Tampa Bay flew in late, and then Stroop figured Tampa Bay would regroup in the second half, so he took the over second half, and that one, that was hit by, like, before the fourth quarter even started. So yeah, it was. he'll probably be sending that one out, too. By end of third. Yeah, Stroop loves it when you point out his winners. I was I just give him <laughs> some credit there. So, all right, guys, we'll talk to you guys next week on Dazzle and the Degenerates.